The views and opinions expressed by the following program are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station or the Webster Rockio Ministries, its management, or other host or underwriting sponsors. Programs presented on KWRHLP are for educational and entertainment purposes only. Welcome back to St. Louis in Tune. This is Arnold Stricker. We're having a great time here. I hope that you joined us in our first hour. We were talking about personal safety with Jen Jackson. In our second portion of the show here, we have Chris Clark on the line from Cinema St. Louis. Chris, how are you doing? I'm good, although I'm currently sitting in my basement as we're not allowed into our offices uh, for the for the near term. Well, that's a bummer that you can't uh, at least uh, get out of the basement, maybe be upstairs where there's some sunlight or something. It's quieter down here. so <laughs> That's true. That's true. What, uh, I was, actually, I was outside in the yard. I was outside in the yard earlier for an hour and a half on a Zoom conference. Oh, but, okay. Uh, there was okay. helicopters and bugs and bees and birds all over the place. So, uh, Wow. So here I am. <laughs> so what... Um, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to get you back on the show. We had we had you on on last year. What's been going on with? Yes, that was fun. That it, it was, and I want to know uh, kind of how this COVID nineteen has impacted you all as it relates to uh, the whole Cinema St. Louis, the St. Louis Film Festival, etc. Because you've had some plans that have kind of been put on hold, i.e. the um, you know the filmmaking camp and many of the the uh, festivals that you have have set up. So let's kind of give give listeners a little uh, rundown on what's happened and what are the plans for some recovery for the, for you all. Oh well, well, we never really stopped working, um, and we've been frugal for our entire existence. So we have a little bit of money set aside for these currently very rainy days. Uh, so we're able to keep on working, um, and the national international. Uh, parts of our industry are all equally uh, trying to figure out how to adapt to everything. So um, the concept of virtual or online film festivals has quickly come into play, whereas before people, um, big festivals were not interested at all in that a year ago, uh, and now it is the only way. So we had one event which was supposed to start in a couple of weeks, and then two others uh, that were going to be happening shortly thereafter, they've all been, uh, we've made the tough decision uh, because we thought it was for the best to hold them virtually um, in an online platform. And for our, our, our big festival, the St. Louis International Film Festival in uh, the fall, um, we're strongly heading in that direction to hold a virtual festival. Um, we're watching models of all sizes all across the country and the world um, attempt uh, the same thing. And we're sort of looking over their shoulders, uh, again, virtually, and seeing how it works out for them. And uh, there is opportunity there. Um, and there, you know, what we want the most is for people to share these films and cinema, um, you know, ideally in a, in a theater with uh, popcorn and soda, um, but that's not terribly practical right now. So we'll do the next best thing, which is not so much very different than uh, Netflix and chilling on your couch. Um, well, it's just uh, you know you're buying a buying a ticket and uh, watching something else. Yeah, I think you know. I was talking to my wife about this. What what is actually going to change uh, what we have known and how we have done things 
before and then after this whole situation calms down and we get back to quote unquote whatever normal is. But you know, I think about what you just said, where you know people are are, are watching films online, they can purchase films online and sit in the comfort of their their home. Uh, and then I read, you know, like the moolah has, they're not going to reopen once everything's done. And how different industries are going to have to adapt and change and modify how they uh, can do things. And it may be that going to a movie theater is going to be something of a, I don't want to say a spectacle, but something that would be something, uh, an anomaly, but it would be a great thing to do because you could sit with a bunch of people with popcorn and enjoy uh, like like you and I, as we were growing up, and as we still have done previously to this, enjoy films in a, in a big theater setting. Yeah, so, you know, this is new to everyone, so we'll see, you know, and, and our, our great hope is that it won't be forever, uh, that it will be uh, this year, and, you know, maybe we'll go back to the way things used to be <laughs> so so long ago, uh, two months ago. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> So now you, it's, uh, you know, we're cautiously optimistic that we can make this work uh, to the best of our ability as long as we can, you know, keep it going. Uh, one big drawback is, uh, with respect to uh, the main point of our discussion today, we were going to talk about our local events, the right. Singles Filmmaker Showcase. A lot of those filmmakers are students who have not been able to finish their projects. So we don't, we think there's going to be a big drop in number of overall submissions, uh, which is one real effect. Of it, and, you know, people have you know people have the ability to make films with their phones and, and and do anything, but you know a lot of projects were stalled right after they started, and there's no really way to uh, you know duplicate something that you were you know had cast and crew and locations and sets and props and things um, as easily um, with a, with a very limited crew of one or two. Uh, depending on who's quarantining with you at, at any one moment, so um, there are some things that are you know in in the pipeline, and uh, so you know we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Uh, and it's hard to wait like that. We're used to immediate gratification because that event uh, was to take place. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, that event was to take place. Um, you know, I, I'm on in the website, and it still is. Right? Yeah, it still is, but uh, it just won't be. In a physical location. Okay. Okay. And have you had a have you had anybody submit at this point? Because uh, I know there oh, was. Oh, sure. Uh, we each year we open submissions in uh, January, um, and and right now I have a, a, a in, in the low thirties number of total submissions. But that is not an anomaly. That's actually on par because typically each year there's about a hundred to one hundred twenty submissions. Well, I'll get 80 of those in the last couple of days before our deadline, which is May 31st. So, you know, as always, there'll probably be a big glut at the end because people wait to the last minute, in particular filmmakers, because they want to polish every last frame with sound and color and, and you know, correct this and edit off this 10 seconds or add this scene. Um, so things are always uh, they're finished, but they wait, you know, just work and work and work and work it over. So we'll see. Um, It'll be interesting to see the things that are coming coming to us. And Chris, for those people who aren't really familiar with the the filmmaker showcase, describe exactly. Uh, you, you know, you do have full length fiction 
features. You have documentaries, et cetera. And maybe mm-hmm. name a, a couple that they may be familiar with. Um, I'll go back to the very beginning. Um, the St. Louis Filmmaker Showcase is a local film festival. Uh, this will be year 20, um, and it is dedicated exclusively to St. Louis area filmmakers and expatriates um, with strong local connections who escaped our shores uh, to work elsewhere. It's a film, film festival like any other film festival, um, like the St. Louis Film Festival, like the Cotton Film Festival. Um, there are short subjects, both documentary and narrative, and feature-length films, both documentary and narrative, many of them with question-and-answer sessions with the cast and crew and director uh, after each screening. Uh, So we're going to try and do the same thing, but instead of uh, handing somebody a microphone in front of a packed audience, uh, we'll do it on Zoom or or Facebook Live or something like that and try and duplicate the experience the best we can uh, because a lot of it, you know, people like to ask questions, interactivity. Uh, big film. Well, I guess one of the you know biggest success stories uh, recently is uh, a film that we screened last summer in the showcase. It was a participant in the New Filmmakers Forum Emerging Directors Competition in the St. Louis Film Festival. Um, it's called The Ghost Who Walks, directed by um, mostly a cinematographer uh, by profession, but this was his first directorial effort. And it, for several weeks in a row, was in the top ten shows watched on netflix in the united states wow and that's a that's a pretty big statement that is um that it was up there with tiger kings and and other things like that that this locally made feature um had such great um traction and you know people watched it you know all over the world um snoop dogg um made a commentary on a facebook post one so you know filmmakers liked uh that too so you know that's a that's that shows that this model really can work um, everything's not going to make it all the way to Netflix, but you know if you make something that's well crafted and seamless, um, it it can go on. Now, when you when you take a look at these these films, and and I you know when I was looking at the awards that have been uh, given to Cinema St. Louis uh, awards and prizes, and just the 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 you know. Best documentary short, you know, the 2019 winners. I, I was reading from the list. This is the International mm-hmm. Film Festival. Um, and then one, I think, that was went up for an Academy Award, which was St. Louis Superman. And just a, mm-hmm. a variety yeah. of the of the awards that the film festival has generated. It's, it's a real diamond for the community to continue to support you guys. And I know there's a list coming up, and you all do... Uh, take donations for that particular event, correct? Yes. Um, uh, Give the SDL today, um, promoted and, and sponsored locally by the St. Louis Community Foundation, uh, which is a granting organization that's sort of a uh, pass-through uh, for uh, corporations and, and wealthy individuals who um, <clears throat> want to distribute you know, monies to local charities in need, uh, but they do it through the auspices of this foundation, sort of manages the money and <clears throat> manages the, the selection process and, you know, who is worthy and who is not and how much do people get. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, so it's an annual um, uh, online thing that's just happened here a couple of years and, um, you know, different organizations compete for who can get the most um, money in, in a certain hour and there's all kinds of extra prizes and things that get. But, you know, you um, that's where you 
it's unfortunate that it all happens for everybody simultaneous on the same day. So uh, you're competing against everyone else. But there's plenty uh, to go around, and, and big organizations with big, huge bases, you know, often earn more, and and things that are uh, smaller um, earn less. But you know, they may not need as much. So every little bit counts. Um, and in this current situation, a lot of these arts groups or an art gallery, or, or um, on the call this morning we were talking about um, arts camps for children in Tower Grove Park, things like that, where things that just can't happen right now. And, right. you know, we're event producers. We produce events and festivals where we, we want people to be there, and as many people as possible crowded into a single room uh, to watch something, and that's not practical very much. But to be able to continue what we're doing... Um, you know, everybody, every little dollar helps. Five dollars, ten, twenty, a thousand at a time. Um, every dollar will help. Just you know, pushes on an extra month, then an extra month after that, and um, you know, hopefully, ticket sales from these virtual events will will pay for another month. Uh, so, just you know, the arts are always a grind. It's, you always have to have your hands out to to make things happen. But it's you know, we love what we do. So, Chris, when people are trying to stay up with what's going to happen with the uh, St. Louis Filmmakers Showcase, uh, other than go to the website, will you be posting things on Facebook? Or, uh, like, if, if you've uh, submitted an email to get your, your feed, uh, is, is that a way that they can find out about uh, the, the tickets and the timing on this, etc.? We are prolific and relentless communicators on all platforms. Um, our website, uh, certainly. Uh, we also have a very active uh, Facebook and Instagram account for each event. Each event, we Cinema St. Louis has an identity, but all the individual events each have their own accounts um, on Instagram and pages on Facebook. Um, and then on top of that, um, we have a weekly newsletter uh, that you don't have to be a member. Uh, we have, like all nonprofits, we have a membership organization with you know prices up and down the line with various perks. But you don't have to be a member to get our newsletter and our newsletter is just not is not just about us. It's about any. It's on a weekly basis. Anything movie related going on in town, uh, we will put in this newsletter. So it's about it's the cinema in St. Louis in general, not just cinema St. Louis. Gotcha. So lots of ways to get the message out. So we we work hard at it every day. Well, we appreciate you doing that because sometimes it's, uh, I don't want to say sometimes, I, I like to go to the movie theater for the experience, especially on certain kinds of movies. And, you know, if I'm tired, you know, I will stay home. But, you know, you can't catch the latest releases uh, like like that necessarily. But, folks, you really need to support Cinema St. Louis. Uh, CinemaStLouis.org is their website. And from there, you can go to the uh, St. Louis Filmmakers Showcase and, and a variety of other things. And also sign up at the bottom of the page for their uh, weekly newsletter, as, as Chris was talking about. Chris, any final words for us to encourage us to uh, hang through this and look forward to watching some movies in, in the big big houses? I just want everyone to be you know, safe and happy and healthy for now and continue baking bread and exercise and, and doing what they need to do. And we'll all get through this together. And, and then you know, next year, I think, when we're all able to go back to what we were doing before, um, it'll be a different world and a and gentler world. And, you know, lots of there's always new stories um, out in the world. So it's, it's endless stories and endless voices. And anybody can make a film these days with a phone or a uh, laptop, you know, uh, <clears throat> anyone can do it. So we're always excited to see the different things we get from local people and 
nationally and, and internationally. Going through this process would be an interesting film. Yeah, we're yeah, uh, just trying to reinvent what we've done for nearly 30 years the same way over and over and over again. Now we have to scrap what we've done and, and, and retool, and we think we're up to the challenge, and um, we're excited about it. You guys do great work. Chris Clark from Cinema St. Louis, thanks for joining us today, Chris. Have a great weekend. Thank you very much.